Welcome to spring, Anna. Thank you, Eric. How's your spring going? Uh, well, good so far. It's less than 24 hours old. We just hit the spring equinox like yesterday it at 4 p.m. <laughs> but Correct. So you haven't gardened yet. Uh, no. And living in an apartment, it's going to be hard. Actually, I have two plants, but I might oh. put some stuff out on my deck. I don't know. We'll as see. long as you're keeping them alive, that's probably... Yeah. <laughs> Are they made of plastic? No, I have a Christmas cactus that's a cut off my Ooh. great-grandmother's plant. Nice. Oh. It's the plants like from the 20s, like the 1920s. That's actually pretty cool. And I've managed to keep it alive this whole time. It's I just kill crazy. all my plants. My <laughs> You're so outdoorsy. You can't maintain it's, plants. It's bad. Well, I think I just don't... I, I don't I'm always gone so much from my my uh oh, true. place that I forget to tell people, hey, you really gotta treat them like a pet where somebody comes over and feeds them when you're gone yeah. and then when I'm back I'm like, Quick water, they're all dying. Talk to so. them, give them a little oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, talking to plants is actually a thing. Actually you're giving them carbon dioxide, they give you oxygen. Yeah. So yeah. But, but hey. All right. Well, welcome to the cabin. I'm Eric Paulson. I'm Anna Lee Speckman. And handling all the engineering and stuff right over here. Oh, I'm Logan Ingram. Yeah. So we are going to be welcoming a musician, actually some musicians, musicians. into the fold, into the cabin today. Uh, we're starting a new series and it's about music in Wisconsin, emerging bands and artists. And, you know, it's no secret Wisconsin has a knack for producing a lot of talented people. I mean, you know why you hear so many Wisconsin references in movies and TV? A lot of great writers out there in California are from Wisconsin. That is true. They when I lived out there, there references. was a heavy amount of people mm-hmm. in L.A. from the Midwest. Yeah, and a ton of musical talent comes out of Wisconsin. I mean, we're talking classics from, you know, Liberace and stuff like that, all the way to some of these, you know, emerging bands that have come out and are coming out on the national scene and people who are members of, of huge bands. Mm-hmm. We're talking Daryl Sturmer of Genesis. We're talking Jerry Harrison of Talking Heads. And I'm still going, these are still older bands, but there's some newer artists and bands that have been breaking out lately. And we're going to start interviewing members of those bands, some of which you've heard of, some of whom you have not, perhaps. But that's going to be part of a, a series within the cabin, emerging Wisconsin bands and artists. So, And one of the reasons I love, I, I love this is because you can... A lot of them are touring around Wisconsin. Usually you start, you know, within your own home state, but mm-hmm. they're touring around Wisconsin. And so they're going to these smaller venues, which are really localized places. And you get to see these bands up front and you never know when they're going to become, mm-hmm. you know, a top sensation. Um, and that's really fun to say 10 years from now that you got to see them at yeah. a really small venue. Like, the, I th- you know, first Ave, when it first kind of came out out in Minneapolis, places like that, there are places like that in Wisconsin, like the Baroque Room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 10 years from now, if you can say that you got to see this now big name band and it was an emerging band in Wisconsin. So hopefully these uh, next couple podcast episodes will get you to go to some of these bands maybe and hopefully or, you know, maybe... At some point, there'll be big names in the industry. And, you know, there's a lot of great festivals around here that help launch these acts. I mean, Summerfest is the world's largest music Mm -hmm. festival in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Mile of Music in Appleton, another great one. And there's great music scenes in places like Madison and Eau Claire and and all of that. So we're going to be talking today with the Astronomers, a Wisconsin-based, what would you call them, power pop band, power alt pop kind of? I'm going to ask them, too, how they would describe their genre because it's interesting 
It is. It's really, really cool. And so it's uh, two members, main members, called the Astronomers, and uh, their manager will be joining us, but I believe in a silent capacity. Yes. We're going to have a nice crowded cabin today. <laughs> they just wrapped up a tour that featured states from Minnesota to Florida, and the Florida part mm-hmm. was on a cruise ship. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about that. Pretty big bands. And these, these guys are young. I think they're still in college. Yeah, they right? are. So, yeah, they're still yeah. in college, but I think they're in the final stretch. Yes, they are, so. and getting ready for their musical careers. They can focus on that pretty soon. Michael and Ben from the Astronomers will be joining us in the cabin momentarily. The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring the Sheboygan County, which was named after its namesake river. Sheboygan, the Chippewa meaning of hollow bone or noise underground or river disappearing underground. They haven't fully figured that out yet, but it was Shawabwawagan. No, I like how you have that written. <laughs> so, yeah, they shortened it to Sheboygan. Sheboygan. The county was created in 1836 by the Territorial Legislature, but not formally organized until 1846. The city of Sheboygan is the county seat, known as the bratwurst capital of the world and the Malibu of the Midwest for its popularity with surfers from all over the country. Freshwater surfing on Lake Michigan is very huge there because, in part, the land juts out east a little bit into the lakeaways and there's numerous sandbars. And that helps kick up waves that are better than in most places along Lake Michigan Mm. or any of the Great Lakes. That leads to opportunities for surfers to hang 10, including a lot who love to do it in the winter. I've yeah. seen them in the wetsuits. It's crazy. like, wow. <laughs> All right, y'all, go go for it. Wetsuits, very popular in Sheboygan County. Johnsonville is indeed a small crossroads in Sheboygan. It's not a big city or anything, but it's home to Johnsonville Sausage Company, a nationally leading maker of brats and sausages. They ship to 29 countries around the world, too, from the two main plants in Sheboygan County. Along with sausages and surfing, Sheboygan County is an international golf mecca. We talked about that uh, two episodes ago in 166 with Drew Westfall and several of the incredible courses we talked about in Wisconsin were right in Sheboygan County including Whistling Straits and Black Wolf Run that's part of Kohler Uh, but there's also the Bull at Pinehurst Farms in Sheboygan Falls Pine Hills Country Club in Sheboygan Quiquiac in Elkhart Lake which I golfed for the show that was a lot of fun Uh, and even Sunset Hills which is a very highly rated nine hole municipal course Right along Highway 23 that also has a mini golf course next to it. That was a lot of fun to play on, too. Uh, There's also, for nature, a large swath of the Kettle Moraine State Forest's northern unit is in Sheboygan County. The landscape also includes the Holy Land in its northwestern section. That's an area known for its distinctive agricultural landscape, close-knit communities, and deep Roman Catholicism brought by Germans who first settled that region back in the 1840s. Sheboygan County's airport recently became an international airport. That's right. It's like Sheboygan International. Uh, They've got a new center for U.S. Customs to process arrivals and departures directly from international destinations. Not that there's nonstops from London, but now people flying in, they can fly directly into Sheboygan, usually on private jets and stuff. Uh, And there's also a really cool Wisconsin Museum of Aviation in the terminal building at the Sheboygan County Airport and great towns like Plymouth, the cheese capital. I mean, just so many cool spots to visit throughout Sheboygan County. You can find out more at visitsheboygancounty.com and our uniquely Wisconsin bonus podcast for Sheboygan County features a lot of great stories. And so the plenty, plenty on Sheboygan County that we've done here for the show and on the podcast, but it's truly a phenomenal, unique cross-section of the state, I think. I am always surprised when I hear about Sheboygan County how many things... It's got one of everything, it yeah. seems like. Yep, so... 
One of those places. It's it's really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And the cabin is also brought to you by the WCA Group Health Trust, serving local governments and school districts. The WCA Group Health Trust partners closely with members to fulfill their employee health benefit obligations in a fiscally responsible manner. Learn more at wcaght.org. All right. Let's get the cabin filled up with some astronomers. Bring it on. Time for the campfire conversation and interview. And we're in the cabin now. It's me, Eric, along with Anna and Katie. And we have with us in studio the astronomers. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. And we're going to uh, pepper you with a bunch of questions after we go a little bit through some of your background. So, Anna, take it away. All right. Well, first, I kind of want to just get into how you guys... Uh, got started. This started back in sixth grade, am I correct? <laughs> in, in middle school jazz band. Yeah, that's when we met. Yeah, we met in jazz band. We both played saxophone and we just clicked. And it's honest, it's it's misleading. It is seventh grade technically. I think our we have a, a error because it was seventh grade because I wasn't actually in jazz band in sixth grade. Mm. Not that that's a huge deal to the viewers. But if, get the someone, facts yeah, if someone wants the real deal, then you discover Wisconsin. I got think we the, wrote it down as sixth grade once, and then we just ran with that. Yeah. But then we're both like, it's actually seventh grade. Yeah. yeah. Confusing the past. That's okay. Yep. But okay, so seventh grade. Yeah. Clarification. Seventh grade <laughs> jazz band playing the saxophone. You both played sax. Yep. So I uh, alto saxophone, and he was the tenor saxophone. So we ended up sitting right next to each other. And we were both kind of the goofballs in the in the class. Um, we had another friend too, but he was a trumpet player, so we didn't see him as much. <laughs> but uh, we uh, definitely got along when it came to playing, you know, the solos in jazz bands, so like improv stuff. And we were very uh, dramatic and over the top about it, but we really enjoyed doing it. And so when we got to high school, we started a cover band called BMC, Ben, Michael, and then our friend Connor, um, which led to... Not much. We really just, for fun, did covers um, until we started our band Orange Afternoon, and we started to play a lot of local festivals, um, and, you know, didn't really travel too far, but had a great time doing it. Um, but it wasn't until freshman year of college when Ben asked me to start The Astronomers, so. And, you know, while Very we're cool. at it, we should do, while we're at it, jeez, sorry. <laughs> while we're at it, we should do formal introductions of you guys, too. Yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. And what town were you in when you were growing up? So I'm Michael Stensland, um, and I'm from Fond du Lac. And so is, yeah, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the lead singer, songwriter of the group. Um, you know, yeah. And I'm Ben Baker, also from Fond du Lac. Uh, I'm the producer for the group for the astronomers. So we both grew up in Fondy. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Fun is a fun cool. town. Means bottom of the lake. It in does. French, yep. yeah. It does. Which is very I nice. Did not know that. Uh, how did you come up with the name The Astronomers? I always like to find out about the origin of a band name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when I was working on my kind of little side production project in high school, it was called DJ Baker. And I was putting out just like copyright free instrumentals on YouTube for the gaming community to use in their videos. Uh, and each like song I put out was space themed. So I had one called like the Comet, one called the Shooting Star, and you know, all the graphics, all the branding was all space themed, and people loved it. Uh, and then when I wanted to make like more legit music with like 
vocals and more, you know, radio friendly stuff. Uh, I just thought the astronomers was a cool name and kind of continue that space brand. Um, so yeah, I was kind of surprised it wasn't taken. I, I was more. surprised too. Yeah. I'm like, this is also like a great band name and no yeah. one has it. So to all the well, stars, the comets and all the planets. Yeah. Even, even a nice Uranus song just for fun. Right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotta be immature and have fun. Quit yeah. shaking your head on a <laughs> sorry again, moms. <laughs> oh, the kids are laughing their buns off. I think you we're going to have to so. have a button called sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> There is a band, actually. Well, there's an Instagram account that is called The Astronomers, right? There is, And they're, like, from Virginia, but they look like they're 12 years old and haven't posted anything in, like, eight years Well, their last post was in 2013 on my birthday. And I think I DM'd them just saying, like, hey, like... Can we have the handle? Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So... On a, yeah, so we had to go with the astronomers dot music on Instagram, which is fine, but it's just kind of a funny little story. That... So they never got back to you about no, nope. They obviously are proud of having that, and yeah. no, it's funny. <laughs> well, they must be what like twenty now. If this They're was like eight age. years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You guys ever come across? Them? That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that would be pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, an astronomers reunion kind of thing, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you guys describe your music to somebody who's never heard it before? Yeah. So um, when people ask what type of genre we are, it's kind of hard to say we're just pop music or we're just alternative. So we kind of came up with one for ourselves, and that's um, indie, so independent poptimism. So like oh. optimistic pop, we feel like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds funny, but I feel like... Optimism's a great word. Yeah. It is a fun word. Yeah, and, and I feel like it makes sense because our music has that, you know, uplifting overall vibe. Um, not necessarily the lyrics are always that way, but, like, it's for the most part, like, something that's we're trying to give hope with our songs. Have you guys had moments where things just click at the same time? You guys almost read each other's mind? All the time. Oh, yeah. And, like, we've been the astronomers now for almost exactly four years, I think, because it's what, you know, like, so, and, which is crazy now to think about, I don't think it happens as much, because now when I come to the studio, it's like I I drive to to his house to come to the studio, because I don't live with him anymore, and so we kind of schedule time out but when we were living together i mean it was just constantly like we would get up or like we would stay up and work on stuff all the time we would have moments where it was just like bang and we still do um but yeah it's cool i think that's why we're we keep getting better at it too is we both have the same vision for it so um when you guys met you guys were both working you guys were working on music but also you guys had day jobs correct in 2019 so yeah, I had an internship for the summer um, in Fond du Lac. He was working at for for the city in Fond du Lac, and then um, I, we've always just done like some stuff on the side. I did like the day job, and then the next summer I did summer classes. Um, and then you, were... I work at Target right now. That's yeah. what I was going to ask if you guys still have day jobs because yeah. I know you're also in school. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I haven't even graduated yet, and so I'm still working at Target. Wow. And, you know, maybe twice a week. So like literally like eight, ten hours a week. But it's just on the side. And, 
you know, we still need we need money for things and rent and school and everything. Like we still, you know. Did you get your albums in their record section at Target? We have <laughs> again. <laughs> we haven't, but the funny thing is, is in every single time I work, there's someone who comes up and recognizes the band in me it just in my target uniform really <laughs> yeah oh and gosh. so i had one day a couple weeks ago well a couple months ago um this is actually a really long time ago um where um like it looked like a couple in like high school was like kind of like looking at me in one of the sections and i could tell they were like wanting to say something but they didn't and so i was just doing my job just kind of putting things away and then they finally come up to me with like a phone looking at it and like is this you? And I'm like, I was trying to see the tattoo on your arm and see if it was the same. And I'm like, oh, yep, that's me. Hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, love your music. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. What a fun moment for mm-hmm. a fan. That is yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, it's cool that for me. That is too. really yeah. cool. Now, uh, one question with uh, school and some of your side work. How do you go on tour? How do you take all that time off? Yeah, I mean, it was tough. Um, our tour in January was our first ever headline tour. Um, which was a great experience, honestly, more than anything, because we were learning how to do it. Um, first van we've ever bought, you know, driving with the trailer, everything. So working around school for me and then the guy who plays drums for us, too, was is also in his last semester of school. So we had to make sure that the tour fell on our winter break. So for me, I didn't I didn't miss a single day of class for a tour That's because nice. it was all over our winter break. Our drummer missed a week, but it was the first week. See, and this was the occasion tour. You said it was your first headlining tour. It started in January, it wrapped up February fourth in Lacrosse, and uh, Madison February third, and it took you from basically Minneapolis to Pittsburgh. And then a side shot down to Miami for the Rock Boat tour, which again we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But just logistically, how did that work out for you? Honestly, it, it all things considered, it was pretty smooth. Like there really wasn't any. It went well. Yeah, it was. No, it, it went well. Even like crowd sizes were great. I mean, to have the amount of people in cities we've never been to or even stepped foot in to play our music, like, is really cool. And seeing people drive, you know, there's people driving from Toronto, Canada to Ann Arbor, Michigan. There's people driving from South Carolina to Pittsburgh, like these nine-hour trips. People driving from Atlanta to Newport, Kentucky. Yeah, and (laughs) that's wild. Like, and it just makes us so much more confident to, like, hit the road again at some point and and be confident, you know, no matter where we're going. You know, we really want to start diving into the West Coast a lot and... Um, it's harder to drive out there. It's a long trip, but um, definitely just looking forward to doing that. So, Well, a lot of times you find inspiration for new songs when you're on the road, too. Oh, yeah. And, and audiences who love to come see you, they like to make a road trip out of it themselves. So it's really all about adventure along with watching a great show. Oh, for sure. 100%. And you tour around in the van. You tour around in a van, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I think Katie had a question I about this one. I was curious what type of van you guys are driving. It looks pretty retro. Yeah, it's a 1999 <laughs> Ford E150. Nice. Uh, it's decked we actually, out. Yeah, we actually picked it up uh, 
in like late November in Janesville. We bought okay. someone on Facebook Marketplace nice. in Janesville. His name is Howie. Yeah, we named okay. him. Okay, good. Howie. He's got a name. Wait, for it. oh, your van the is named, named Howie. Howie. I thought yeah, you meant the person you own that you bought it from. Nope. I'm like, oh, you really developed nope. a relationship our van, with this. Our van. Yeah, how we get places. <laughs> how right? we get places. That is oh, good. Ding. That oh is my great. God. So, really is there going to be a song about Howie? There is. There, there is, is one out on Spotify about Howie called Orange Afternoon. Oh, I didn't know that one was about Howie. February okay. 10th. Yeah. We were actually going to call it Howie. Origi- uh, like, we like had it all set up. It was We were going to call it Howie. And I'm like, ah, I just, I feel like only uh, like we're, we're going to get that. You know, we should make it. I shouldn't little... say it's primarily about the van itself, but more so like the travel that is come with being in the van so partially inspired by how yeah. partially yeah. Okay. yeah yeah and while you mentioned it let's talk about your new album yeah yeah the occasion from november 4th yeah anything in particular you want to know well you're talking about the new one coming out february that was out february 10th sure sure so orange afternoon um that song for us is got a lot of meaning to it because one the title is our old um cover band so we used to be called orange afternoon in high school um and then so that's the song wasn't even going to be called that but when we wrote it um it was basically a song because you basically changed the lyrics to well so we we had this demo uh back from like october or something october or november and i think we we bounced it out it was called scenes from a tour and or Another bounce was called Time, and it was just, like, this really, like, kind of more ominous, like, slower song. And then one day in the studio in December, uh, we started writing something, and I'm like to Michael, let's take those lyrics and put it over this. And it just worked so good. Yeah. it Yeah. And, I mean, that song just means so much because it's very much just, like, our roots. Like, it's the guitar heavily driven, just, like... There's not really a huge like production like drop in the song like we usually typically do, but it's just about like learning how to to travel and then like embrace all of these things and like know that it's fine to like have these moments in your life that are going really well and then also like moments that aren't going well is fine too. Blah blah blah. Everything, yeah. Doing what you do now uh, versus if you guys say grew up twenty thirty years ago wanting to make music it's a very different landscape now oh yeah and so now you have so many more outlets you can you can publish your music to and get discovered with and distribute and everything uh how was it for you to get your music exposed to people to the point where you could get four and a half million spotify streams there's so much good in the new era of the music industry there's so much good, and we can't say we don't like it because we wouldn't probably be where we are today without the way the music industry has gone. Because we've never once recorded a song at a professional studio. We've never paid for studio time. We've never had someone produce a song for us. You know, and you never had to go to you never had to go to a record company and we were yeah, we're independent. Another yeah. thing, we're independent yeah. for four years, and so there's so much good in using the the. Uh, resources like instagram and social media tiktok whatever just to like try to get your music out there because it's it's so anyone can see it anyone can do it you don't need a record label the problem with that is anyone can do it so there's more competition in the music industry than arguably any field right now because 
anyone can do it. And and it is so anyone can go to the store and buy the resources that you need to do that music. And you don't need the top of the line you stuff. Need much. No. You could set up your studio with We've had the same mic for four years. We've never <laughs> upgraded. Well you can you can produce an album on your phone. Yeah, it's crazy. How do you cut through the clutter? How do you get through to people? That that's the key. And and I think when people ask that, like we're still just college kids right now and, and to be able to push through college and also grow a sustainable music brand is one of the hardest things to do because you can go, you can easily get to the top with TikTok. Like you can get a hit song and be the topic of everything for a week. But then what do you do with that? You know, what do you how do you stay there or how do you not instantly plummet back to ground one? And so for us, we feel like we have such an advantage with our fan base because we have truly climbed the ladder from the ground to where we're at now. We have never once had something blow up on TikTok anything where like a record label paid for like a song to get put somewhere it has all been organic like fan base growth and i feel like that's going to be the reason like you know three four years down the line where we still have this constant ladder that we're climbing because everything is just snowballing it's just a hardcore fan base that you know a small group of people that turns into a they tell two friends and that's by far the most special way to do it in our opinions like we would we would never want it any other way. Maybe this has already kind of been answered, at least maybe by you, Michael, but maybe not. I mean, you guys might have different answers, but um, do you guys prefer concerts, performing live, or do you prefer recording, or is it kind of 50-50? I think this is different on who you ask here. Ben, very much so. I'll take the words out of your mouth. I'll let you speak, but I think you're very much so... You love the finished product that you've created in the studio and you like mm. to listen to that until that is what is right to you. Like when you hear that on Spotify, it's like you're watching it premiere on TV. For me, the coolest thing ever is watching someone sing back a song I wrote. And and when it gets to be one person and then gets to be 10 people and then we almost sell out a venue in Minneapolis and it's 100 people, there's no better feeling than like something that you've like really cared about in a topic that you really care about. And then you hear people listen to this every day to the point where they know it heart. I mean, there's no better feeling than being on stage and just giving someone your all in, in making them your Friday night entertainment, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of the ultimate validation when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is very validating to hear that. And like for me, yeah, for me, I'd say, I love playing shows, but the like the high of creating music, especially when you have something that's new and fresh and just sounds really dope, that's like what I live for. And then Michael, you know, we we both love both aspects of it, but like I'm definitely more of like the studio lab rat and he's like the the show guy. I will say to add on to that, we do treat our release nights when we release a song like a mini Christmas Eve. Like it's very fun. Like we 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 get together, we cook out, we have some drinks, whatever. It's really fun. I think we've been making music for four years now, and I think the word you said validation, and I think when we first started, that word was very important to us, and I think it's still important to us because we want to make sure we're getting people in in making this grow. But I think the moment that we start to kind of get rid of that term in our minds is when we start to really truly embrace that we love what we're doing because once we play for more and more people 
if you're constantly just worried about validation, you're not you're you're starting to forget what first drove you in the first place, and that was because we like to make music in our my mm-hmm. parents' spare bedroom. Well, the the validation that's just the first time you see that you're like, okay, we've reached that point. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and now it's okay. Now on to the next. Let's keep doing piece. what we love yes. to do. Yeah. So you, okay. yeah, you had your tour, and so those shows were kind of similar in all the different venues you played, mm-hmm. right? Except for your trip to Miami, right? right. And the rock boat. I want to hear about this because I imagine that was kind of a different experience than some of the other shows. That was one of the coolest things we've ever done. Definitely the coolest. First of all, personally, I've never been on a cruise ship. So let alone playing oh my shows on our first cruise ship for me. Like it was like so many things going on up here at once trying to figure out, you know, how am I not going to get seasick? Luckily, I didn't have any of those problems. So that was just nice to not think about. But... The one thing people told us about the rock boat that ended up being so true was that they're like, you're going to have so many connections, so many people on this boat that are really cool people. And I'm like, okay, I hear that about everywhere we go. We'll see. But that was like the most truth that we got on that boat. Yeah. Like we were, you know, it's not like you go to a festival and you're like, oh, I'm playing the same night as this group. So I might run into them, but you're waking up with this person they don't have anywhere else to go like you're getting breakfast with these people every single day it's a captive (laughs) audience big time right and so like the fans just after you keep playing shows it's like each day it's like more and more people would see us in the hallway or in the staircase and just want a picture just from seeing us play and it's just more and more each day and the artists too like getting to meet all these cool people like american authors and the lead singer of lit i mean ben has a very funny story. story about the lit Band. So, Ooh, do, do you know uh, yeah, My is. Own Worst Enemy by Lit? Na, 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 one of my na, favorites. Na, na, oh, come on. Okay. One of the best opening I lines in music history. I got, I, maybe I'll. Can we forget about the things I said when I was drunk? I yeah. didn't mean to call you that. Okay, okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. So, I was, I like playing roulette. Like, that's, they have a casino on board. I was playing roulette at like oh, no. <laughs> 2 a.m. And I made a lot of money the first night, so obviously I had to go back and make obviously. more the next day. <laughs> obviously. So I'm at the roulette table, and it's probably 1 p.m., uh, and there's, like, no one in the casino. I sit down at the table. It's just me and this other guy, and he's like, what band are you in? I'm like, the Astronomers, and he kind of looks like he was in a band. And then I said... Michael was watching me play, and he's like, what about you? He's like, I'm in Lit. So I'm like, oh, what do you, he's like, what do you, you know, what do you do? I'm the singer. I'm like, oh, Dang, that's cool. <laughs> so now I have to stay at the table and play roulette for a while because, like, I'm playing three hours roulette. later. <laughs> so I lost a lot of money, but I was talking, <laughs> you know, music business and just talking with Lit for a while. Does that mean really, you could deduct the losses? Yeah, yeah I, I should look <laughs> no, into that. It's like you're like right paying, off. You know? yeah, yeah, it's a business I mean, expense. Right. Like, yeah, you're in business. You're exactly. In business. I I don't yeah. want you to yes. put that <laughs> image into his mind when it comes to gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I was talking with him for like probably 20 or 30 minutes at the table and we're playing roulette, so we're betting on numbers. And he's like, I always play the numbers nine and 19 because that's my birthday. And I'm like, that's my birthday. And we're just like, Whoa. it was just crazy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds except yeah. one in 365? Yeah. Right. But like roulette, it's one in 38 or whatever it is. That's true. Double zero, zero and 36 numbers. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of crazy. We're playing roulette and he's talking about the numbers he bets on 
and we find out we have the same birthday. And then like the next day I run into him because I was betting on green the whole time. That's what I won big on the night before. And he sees me like in like the eating area. He's like, dude, he's like, right when you left the table, it hit green. I'm like, ugh. I'm like, that's how it works. <laughs> that's what yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, we were kind of buddies on the boat. And I see him like the next day and he has like, he's wearing like an astronomer's hat and stuff. And <laughs> yep. That's so fun. I was asked, yeah, we were talking yep. for like another hour and stuff. Really cool guy. How has just being a Wisconsinite or being from Wisconsin and growing up here influenced your music? I think we embrace so much, or at least we try to let everyone know that we are like very much like homegrown guys like we embrace that we're from Fond du Lac Wisconsin we know that we come from a place that has like what 15 plus bars and no mall and and there's something about that that people are that can relate to um they kind of understand us but then just having that core fan base will like bring so much more and in more you know, just nationwide because they know that we're such a strong following here and we're so much dedicated to that fan base. You can just kind of hone in on that. And and people almost like that. They love a good, like loyal group, like a good loyal band. And I think, you know, you're not just like, I moved to LA because I had want, didn't want anything to do with Wisconsin. Like we we thought maybe that that was the move in the beginning, but we absolutely love, love Wisconsin. We don't have any plans of leaving here anytime soon. So, What kind of advice would you have for any other artists, doesn't necessarily need to be just musicians, but that are maybe starting out in Wisconsin? If you like what you're doing and you think this could go somewhere, give it a while before you say this isn't my thing. Don't go at it for even like a couple months and say, ah, I tried music. If you want to do music, you do it. It's like anything creative. You have to get good at it to the point that other people think it's good. Do it for the art. And if you if you find yourself at any time doing it because of money, do not do it. Because it's, it is, you can make money way faster other ways than doing music. <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing it for money, that means you're As, a 75-year-old classic <laughs> rock artist yeah. still going on tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, That's the point where you do it for money. Do it for the art and your just true passion for music. And you're going to f- be way happier that way. I was just curious, when you were uh, talking about writing your new album, what does your writing process look like? Do you guys... Do you write separate? Do you, I mean, I'm sure it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where your inspirations come from and yeah. what your process looks like a bit. This last album very much was a, I would start songs, write them, structure them out. Very little production to the point where I would get somewhere and say, here, Ben, this is what I've got. Here's the idea. And he'd be like, great, I'm going to make this song. And and then we'd work on it briefly together. In terms of writing, the the writing came from everything. I get a lot of uh, inspiration when I'm walking to classes. So I'll just have like my AirPods in and I'll not always be listening to music, but just be like hearing around me and just little things. And it sounds so like, I don't know, kind of funny or cheesy but like it's true like you never know when like you're randomly gonna think of something and so I'll randomly write down lyrics from that but um the occasion took two years to write 
because we had songs started, we had lyrics written, didn't work on them, put them away, came back. And um, we kind of, the emphasis was to like write about things that were truly going on and not just like random topics, if that makes sense. So the occasion was all about knowing that it's all right to make changes in your life, good or bad, um, but that they're probably going to work out for where your life is headed. So to kind of add to that too, it hasn't always been like, uh, like he writes the song and starts like the 10 track demo and then shows me when we started, it would be like, I would make the production Mm -hmm. and he would write to it. But now we focus on song first, then production. Like the song has to be just a really good, you know, whatever song, whatever type of song it is, there needs to be something that's that's there enough for me to hand it off to Ben and be like, I can work with this. Yeah. You know, whatever type of song it is, like Orange Afternoon, our last song is very much just like, almost like a campfire type song. It's very guitar oriented. It's not like our usual stuff, but it was enough when we were working on it for it to be like Ben knowing I can work with this and I can keep finishing it. Um, Took two days, two nights, 4 a.m.s, done. Yeah. That's how you know it's a good song. If it doesn't take long, if it doesn't take long, you know it's good, right? For the most part. <laughs> For the most part, we have a we have songs that are like year and a half long processes, but oh yeah, yeah. I think I've had songs that have taken years and years and years, and you then there there's <laughs> always some a right time, in like fifteen minutes. So yeah, oh, that's hmm. really cool. And that's you guys record cool. from apartment, home, uh, my basement. Studio? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yep. We've... So Ben. Our tour manager, Jack, and then um, the guy who plays bass for us, Ike, all live together in a house um, in Oshkosh. And there's, like, a a little staircase that goes into this, like, sub-basement level where the studio is. And then there's another staircase that goes down into our practice room where we, like, practice for shows, which is so nice. Very wow, how did you idea. find that? His mom. mom. <laughs> found it. She found it on Zillow. <laughs> for rent oh, nice. wow. three hours after it was listed she's like i found the perfect house for you guys you have to call now <laughs> called got the tour set up i didn't even have a plan like how who's going to be living there or whatever i'm like this is this is literally where ben's like perfect. this is where i'm living this is <laughs> someone can follow yeah, yeah wow. that's, I, I decided like this is the house yep. yeah and yeah we got it luckily that's yeah great. i'm so blessed to have it yeah the female figures in your life grandma right. mom there <laughs> yeah this is great well, is there anything else that you guys good. wanted okay. to add or anything? I love this room, by the way. This is the coziest <laughs> room we've been in. I well, grew up going up north every... It's the cabin, man. We got to make it cozy. The cabin. I grew up going up north every summer with my family. So, mm. like, Manaqua is, like, a second home for me. And so, I know this is probably a lot further up north than what Madison would call up north, but... This is the vibe I like. We love we love doing this. You know what it kind of reminds me of? was last year's Kalahari trip when we got that yes. massive suite. By oh, my accident. gosh. Can we tell a quick story? Yeah. Absolutely. It won't take long. Um, <laughs> we booked a fun weekend, like, two-day trip to the Kalahari. It was, it was Ben and I, Jack and Ike, and then my girlfriend, Madison, that went. And we booked just a single, like, two-bed room that was nice it was on lake delton nice place it was in the winter but it was like we really just want to go on the water slides and stuff um but the ultimate goal was to get a music video for our song hotel rooms and so we thought let's rent a really cool hotel room we get to the kalahari she gives us our key and we're 
we're driving to our to Lake Delton and the key looks like it's going into a very big like cabin almost like because it was the number on the on the door was this bigger place not the one that we ordered we're like okay well let's just see maybe it's like just a sub it's like the bottom floor or something but we get in and there's like six bedrooms a kitchen a living room a huge porch probably an accident by the kalahari for giving us the wrong key (laughs) but oh my gosh if you watch our hotel rooms music video you'll see a lot of it but it is it was the coolest trip ever because we didn't expect any of it we just ended up having so much space everyone had their own rooms like it was so nice yeah Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean at the time we didn't have the van, but it was it was still like we thought we were getting like basically a room with two beds that ended up being like a whole cabin. That's yeah. awesome. Well, and and we'll be sharing your info on that video among others. Uh Instagram page at the Cabin Pod. Yours is astronomers.music. Yep. And uh on our Discover Wisconsin Facebook page too. All right. Well, hey. Ben, Michael, thank you so much for joining us in the cabin here. It's a very fun conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always love learning the behind the scenes and the, the artists behind the music is always fun to hear. And you guys have some great stories. I'm excited to see where you guys end up in a month and five months and five years from now. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, this Thanks was great. Us. So fun. Thanks. Now get to your show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You notice three people left, but the length of the door being open and closed is the same? Just the same. Well, I think a, maybe two of them are still hiding in here. They just want to hang out possible. longer with us. So we'll here, say right? nice things about them. No, of course. That was a great conversation <laughs> with Ben and Michael, right? Yeah, it was. Holy they cow. rock. Uh-huh. Literally. I, I'm actually, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, they are one of the few bands that I listened to their music. And there are only certain bands that I can say this about in my life, but that I like just about every one of the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that to me because mm-hmm. when we first talked about interviewing these guys, you know, we were texting back and forth. Yep. So I'm going to check them out. And you were like, oh, my God, I love this song. Yeah, I love they're this great. Song. I love this a lot song. of fun so, and very upbeat. Uh-huh. A lot of the time, you know, you get some artists that have more of a sad vibe, which is, you know, that's just their thing. But they have really positive lyrics. Yeah. And their their shows are very fun for mm-hmm. that reason. And, and they're going to be able to build. You can tell off of this first tour, which gave them a nice shot of confidence, I think. Yep they're going to be able to parlay that with their live shows and then the music available on Spotify and other services. They're really, I think, going to be able to build something nice out of this. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm very excited to see where they, yeah. how they grow and, and where they are in five years from now. Absolutely. More so, And remember, you can stream and we'll, uh, we'll have some links to their spots mm-hmm. on Spotify and yeah, stuff Yeah, check too. them out. They're great. So, yeah. Uh, the Cabin is brought to you in part by Best Western Hotels, including five hotels in northeastern Wisconsin you can check out when you're traveling to those wonderful places like Marinette, which is a big full-service hotel, multiple stories. It's the tallest building in town right by the riverfront, so you can take a gander into the UP and walk around the downtown area, which downtown Marinette's they're really redoing a lot of stuff down there. It's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of big companies have people who stay there, you know, Kimberly Clark and Tyco and all that. But if you want to do some recreation, there's great fishing mm-hmm. on the Menominee river and in Lake Michigan right there. They have a great Marina uh, access to Menominee, Michigan and the UP and just all of the fun activities that you can do in Marinette County, which uh, of course, water falling is one of the biggest. So there's also the best Western Derby Inn and Eagle river named after the derby track 
which they have the snowmobile uh, championships there every January yeah, or February deal. sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's a huge, there's even a snowmobile in the tile mm-hmm. in the pool mm-hmm. in the hotel. It's, it's really cool. And uh, actually, I stay there a lot. I love staying up there. They have a great indoor pool and hot tub, and they're right along Highway 45, 32, and 17. Very conveniently located with great access to the North Woods, north of Eagle River, and the downtown stuff in Eagle River. The Best Western Maritime Inn is on the Door County Peninsula, right in Sturgeon Bay. Perfect for any Door County getaway. It's right by all those wineries, including the Door Peninsula Winery and Parallel 44 and Many, many, many more. Plus, there's some good breweries there. Starboard Brewing in downtown Sturgeon Bay is on one side of the water, and Bridge Up Brewing Company is on the other side. Just absolutely fantastic stuff and great access for all the water fun. Uh, well, when you're on the peninsula, it's not too far to either the Lake Michigan side or the Green Bay side. So check that out. And if you were near Lambeau Field, the Best Western Green Bay Inn Conference Center is right on Armed Forces Drive next to the Rush Center essentially next to Lambeau Field and all the bars and restaurants where people go party for Packer games. So if there's a Packer game, it's going to be sold out. But if there's not a Packer game going on, stay there and check out all the amenities. You have all the access, walking distance to everything in the Titletown District. Definitely check that out. They have a great indoor pool too, nice hot tub, on-site restaurant and lounge, and uh, good access to other things like Oneida Casino nearby and all of the amenities in downtown Green Bay. Whether it's Captain's Walk Winery, the Automotive Gallery, Neville Public Museum, tons of great stuff to visit in Green Bay, no matter what the season. In Monaco, in the middle of the Northwoods, the Best Western Plus Concord Inn, that's another fantastic location right in the downtown Monaco area. You can walk to everything there. The fudge shops, the bars, the restaurants, all of the shoreline, because Monaco downtown is essentially, it's practically an island. It's almost a full island. You lost me at fudge shops. Oh, you're thinking about fudge now, aren't you? Okay. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, whatever you want, you can walk to it from the Concord Inn in Manaqua and even up into Woodruff. So phenomenal place to stay. And it's a plus. It's a very, very nice hotel. So check all of those things out at bestwesternwisconsin.com. And don't forget, if you're a member of the rewards program, those points never expire. You get some pretty good deals That is when they add up. I've, I've become a Diamond member myself. So there you go. And the cabin is also brought to you by... Us. <laughs> By us. With, and we have some DW merch that you should definitely check out, as well as cabin merch. Uh, we're on this part, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. And some cabin merch. We've got cabin mugs, cabin t-shirts, cabin stickers. Don't forget to use the 15% or get the 15% off with the promo code CABIN. Uh, you can find all of this on our website at shop.discoverwisconsin.com. All right. I'm skipping the review of the week because our interview with the astronomers went on for quite a while. We'll have fresh reviews later on. But make sure you join us next week. We're going to explore kid-friendly fun days you can do via road trips or even in your own hometown. Our guest will be Kyla Marie Charles, who's well-known on Instagram as a mom of four, who's plotted out many a way to keep kids occupied, learning, and happy with various Wisconsin destinations and attractions. And we'll go over a bunch of those just in time for some spring travels right here on The Cabin. And as we wrap it up here, a quick message from the All of Us Research Program, because the All of Us Research Program has a simple mission. They want to speed up medical breakthroughs. To do this, they're asking people across America to share their unique health information to create the largest, most diverse medical research program ever. The mission is an important one because the more information researchers have, the faster they can create individualized prevention, precise treatment options, and better care for all of us. Together, let's make this mission achievable. 
Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Kevin was hosted and produced by Eric Paulson and me, Anna Elise Beckman, with guests Michael Stensland and Ben Baker from The Astronomers. Audio engineering and video teasers by Logan Ingram with social media by Adeline Savanak. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave that review.